Sports Radio. Somebody hit me up during the break and said, yo, yo, you look like you're having fun. And I'm like, the reason it looks like I'm having fun is because I'm having a lot of fun. This is awesome. We start hour number three. I'm Jim Rome. We are live in Las Vegas. We are not on Radio Row. I said last week before I came out here, I would not be on the row like I am every single year. We are actually on the strip. We are right outside the Bellagio having an incredible time, and I'm going to be here the entire week. Let me set you up really quickly. I've got an open segment coming up later on in the hour, so I want to make sure you're ready for that. Telephone number is toll-free, 1-800-636-8686. You can find me on the X. Hit me up at Jim Rome, or if you want, email me at Rome, R-O-M-E, at haveatake.com. Found an old pal. He is an NFL analyst. He played six years in the NFL. He is an Emmy Award winner. He is host of the opening drive on Sirius XF, XM, NFL Radio. He is host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. He appears courtesy of Macy, which which we will get to. I'm talking about Solomon Wilcott. Solomon, what's going on, man? How are you? Jim, great to be with you. You said it last year you were inside on Radio Row, and now you've upped your game. Beautiful setting, beautiful stage you got here. Dude, how nice. Thank you very much. How nice is this? This, this is, is awesome. This like, is awesome. It doesn't get any those, better. We, we have the TV audience, <laughs> and they know, but there's a lot of people listening on the radio that don't know what we're talking about. Let them in. I mean, what kind of view do we have? What is the vibe like? How do you feel? You're outside of the Bellagio where they have the great, beautiful fountain. They're playing great Italian opera music. It doesn't get any better than this. And obviously, as the weather improves over the weekend, it's going to be grand. You're going to have, like, mobs of people out here. So wait, it's a wait, great set. That, that's why I like the rain, dude. That's why I like the rain. J- just kidding, mobs of people. Right, so let me ask you, dude. You played this game at the highest level. Mm-hmm. You have covered this game for a long, long time. You know how hard it is to win in the NFL, much less win at the highest levels. Kansas City has gone to six straight AFC Championship games. This is their third Super Bowl in five years. Yes, they have Patrick Mahomes, but in and of itself, given how hard it is to win, how amazing is that? It is very amazing um, to be able to get here because think about it. Every team is gunning for you every single week, and it becomes even harder just to even maintain the discipline of being able to perform at a very high level. Think about this a wide receiving group that dropped 40 or more passes during the regular season. All of us was potentially belling on this team when they were going through their midseason struggles, and you wondered if Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey could carry a limping offense all the way to the Super Bowl. What we forgot is that Steve Spagnuolo, their defensive coordinator, were able to lift that defense. They carry this team through a difficult stretch of the season. But when we talk about complementary football, that's what we're talking about. Offense, defense, and all those critical elements coming together to make a more complete team. Yeah, like Mahomes might not have receivers like he's had in the past, although they're playing better right now. But I know this, he's never had a defense like that, right? That's right. No, so, no, not like this. This is a, They can get after you. They only have eight interceptions. The point is, they don't allow you to score points. 17 and a half points per game, allowing the second fewest point total of any team in the National Football League. So they're doing a really good job uh, when it comes to scoring defense. Solomon Wilcox is joining us. So it's incredible, but the rap on Andy Reid for so long was he can't win the biggest games. This guy's looking at a potential third ring Sunday. If he gets it, what does that mean to his legacy? Clearly, he's one of the best NFL head coaches ever. And I think even if he do, if he wins it, I think it solidifies it. But already he is the winningest coach for two NFL franchises, right? The Philadelphia Eagles and now the Kansas City Chiefs. He's the only coach in NFL history to win 100 or more games with two different franchises. Incredible. And then he's had a better second act 
as the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs than he had in his first 14 years with the Philadelphia Eagles, winning championships. And as you mentioned, six straight AFC Conference Championship games. It's just phenomenal in terms of what he's been able to do second time around. When you have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, it's just a little bit easier. Yeah, I, definitely so. Let me ask you this. If you turn this thing around, if you look at Christian McCaffrey, he's led the league in rushing, yeah. tied for the league lead in touchdowns, more than 2,000 yards from scrimmage for the second time in his career, if you're Kansas City, and they're really good defensively, but what is the key to stopping him or at least limiting McCaffrey from the damage he does? You can't let him get to the second level of your defense in the run game, but that's only half the equation. The ability of Kyle Shanahan to move him around, whether it's in slot receiver, even X out wide, if you have three receivers to one side and and Christian McCaffrey on the other side, and you get him against the linebacker, forget about it. He's as equally talented and productive as a running back um, and uh, can do the same as a wide receiver. And so he is sort of the wild card within this offense. Since he came midway point of the 2022 season, all of their numbers have gone up point production, yards per play, yards per game, everything offensively. We call him the force multiplier because he moves the ball, and I think he makes everyone on that offense better. Listen, who's more important to that offense, him or Debo Samuel? And when you watch Debo play, what kind of thoughts do you have? He bad dude. <laughs> he bad, bad dude is right. He's, he's, dude, he's, he's the worst dude. Yeah, he's like the bully on this on this offense. If, and think about it. You don't think about yeah, that we're, as we're a wide receiver. Boys. Exactly. You. You, don't, you don't normally think about that as a wide receiver. Who? Who but, besides him, him? Michael Irvin? Yeah. Heinz Ward? Yeah, we got some Scott swag and really enough to back it up, right? Mm-hmm. That It's very few wide receivers that plays with a physicality. That he played. And you're right. I think Michael Irvin is the first that comes to mind. Sterling Sharp was another guy. I know he had a shorter career. He was another guy that came, comes to mind. But can, we, this, can we stop right there? I love Sterling. I loved him. I loved him dude. as a player. Dude, how good of a player he, was he? He was Debo. Yeah. I'm telling you he was, now. Man. He, he, was. he was the first wide receiver, back-to-back seasons with 100 receptions. Think about that in the early days. Really got Brett Favre's career off to a great launch, right? Debo is that. He he brings a certain swagger and toughness to this offense and a great amount of what we call intimidation. Uh-huh. You know, Vince Lombardi said 90% of the game is played from the neck up. What he mean is not only the football IQ, but the intimidation, the psychology you bring with you in terms of how the opposing defense sees you. He strikes fear into the heart of opposing defenses. And that's very few wide receivers you can say that about. It's incredible. I hate to belabor the point, but how unusual (laughs) is it that a wide receiver could set the tone for the entire team? He does that. And uh, when you look at him, Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, even Brandon Ayuk, the thing that they do better than any other skilled group of players around a quarterback is they create yards after contact, yards after catch. It's To Kyle Shanahan, it's not enough to catch the ball and go down where you catch it. Or if we block him and get you to the second level, the first defender gets you on the ground. It's what you do after that first defender makes contact with you. It's what you do after you make the catch. That's how you're graded within this offense. And that's why they're, what, only, I think, the fourth team in NFL history to have a quarterback with 4,000 yards passing and four players have over 1,000 yards from scrimmage because they create yards after catch. Yards after contact, that's what makes them an explosive offensive group. I mean, Solomon, I hate to repeat myself, but the thing that really impresses me about the Niners, obviously you've got the great scheme, you've got the great play calling, you've got the great skill. Dude, they are so physical. 
they are so physical. That's There's right. There's nothing finesse about that no. or nuanced about no. that. They are a physical football yeah. team. Line you up and punch you in the face. They punch you in the mouth. I, I think it starts up front with the offensive line. You have to give them credit. And that's where Trent Williams, remember, dude. Uh, they made a trade to get him, add him to the offense, and increase their physicality. And then, obviously, Debo Samuel, physical, right? George Kittle. This guy has the most yards after catch than any tight end in the NFL. He's the only tight end this season had over 1,000 yards. Most of that came after the catch, right? And so that tells you he brings a great physicality. People think that Christian McCaffrey is just this guy who's got this fluidity and skill about him. He also brings some power. He can run in between the tackles, creating yards after contact as well. No doubt. What about Trent? Big Trent. Big Trent is 35. What do you make of him continuing to dominate and just, I mean, bully people at age 35? He mauls people. He, this guy's a future Hall of Famer, right? He's going 100. in. And it's, it's no um, coincidence that during the middle of the season when he was out for that three-game stretch, both he and Debo, they lost something. I think we saw it. Um, but I think even after that, when they went into Philadelphia, it's like they broke something in the Eagles. Am I right? Remember yeah, I that so. guy? Yes. Like they yes. were ne- the Eagles yes. were never the same again. Right. That's right. how that's how they ripped the heart out of that they team. Their soul that they day. really did. Yeah. And they were never the same again. That's the potential will, of what will they do you think they'll bounce back? Will they? You got the, a couple of new Eagles? coordinators. Yeah, a couple of new coordinators, hey, a little reset. Hey. I, I can tell you right now, they're gonna have to do a deep dive. To regain that soul that was stripped right out of them from the San Francisco 49ers. They got to do a real deep dive. They have to reconstruct who they are, how they go about doing things. They got to get back to being a running team. It was an offensive line that was so dominant that on the brotherly shove, they were unstoppable. And then by the end of the year, they couldn't even convert on that play. Mm. That's how much they had lost their identity right. as to who they are. They became a totally and completely different team. Solomon Wilcott's joining me for a few more moments. You also host the Believe in Bagels podcast. Cincinnati lost Joe Burrow in Week 11, but they still managed to go 9-8 and eight on the year. What did they show you in the way they handled life without Burrow down the stretch? I think it's a testament to their character, to who they are as a football team. Uh, every team needs a great quarterback if you're going to be a championship caliber football team, but you also need to surround that quarterback with really good football players. And at the end of the day, it takes a team to win a championship. I think the Cincinnati Bengals, the team itself, grew internally in terms of who they are, because they needed to find out who are they without Joe Burrow. We know who they are with them, right? And uh, they came up shy of, of making the playoffs, but think about it this way. They still finished with a winning record. I don't know when the last time a team finished with a winning record came in last place in their division. Right. But it goes to show you they are a good football team. I still think they missed uh, that veteran presence in their secondary at the safety position. Von Bell, Jesse Bates, their absence really showed up on defense. Offensively, um, here's what I'd love to see. Keep T. Higgins via uh, the franchise tag if you can. Move Jamar Chase in at slot. Will will they be able to keep him? On the franchise tag, yes, yeah. yes. I don't know that they'll be able to keep him on a long-term blockbuster deal like what he deserves because right. he, he does deserve the number one deal now. And we're talking north of 28 mil a year. Um, but if you franchise tag him, that's right around 20 a year. I think that's doable. I would move Jamar Chase into the slot receiver huh. position. He's going to be the Cooper Cup of this offense and then still have the vertical 
presence to make plays. That slot receiver position is so very important because it's easier to get them the ball. You can move them around in so many different ways. And then you've got to figure out who's going to be the other receiver um, on the outside because it looks like they may lose Tyler Boyd to free agents. All right, so really quickly, they lose their offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan. What, what, how much are they losing in losing him, and what's Tennessee getting as a head coach? I, I, at the end of the day, it's Zach Taylor's offense, right? And Brian Callahan, I go back to who his father is because I love Bill Callahan. This guy's one of the best offensive line coaches in the NFL. You're never going to get away from the run game if you have a Bill Callahan. I think Brian kind of brought some of that uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. They, the Bengals have to begin to be a better team of marrying the run game and the pass game. Maybe getting Joe Burrow on the center maybe a little bit more, a little more play-action shots. There's still, I think, some high level of productivity that you can glean from this offense once the run game really gets going and, and being able to do that more consistently. All right, so you're working with Macy once again this week. What is that all about, and what's the type of thing or work that you're doing with those folks? It really is about um, cartilage damage. Almost 12 million people go into their doctor's office complaining of some kind of knee pain or knee damage. Roughly half of that number end up with some kind of knee damage. What if I told you that Macy is the kind of science that could use your own stem cells to grow your cartilage, reinsert it, and put it back in, and it adheres to the healthy tissue and to the bone to keep you from deteriorating and becoming bone-on-bone or maybe even potentially having to get knee replacement surgery. This is an innovative, cutting-edge procedure that's been around. It's been approved by the FDA. Um, and um, players are, I should say, in uh, and, and, and people from age 18 to 55, men and women. But, of course, it's for the knee. And cartilage repair, it's really a big deal. The fact that you get to use your own stem cells, that's what makes it cutting edge. Modern medicine. Solomon, mm-hmm. great to have you on the show. Always good to chop it up with you, and especially here in person. Appreciate you braving these elements and coming by, man. Great to see you. This is great. Always great to be on with you, Jim. Take Appreciate care. You, All right. That's a pro's pro right there, Solomon Wilcots. All right, so we're coming down. Hour number three. What I still have is Lincoln Riley going to join us via Zoom, hopefully, from Los Angeles. He was going to make the trip out here, but there are elements in L.A., too, that prevented that. So we're going to try and run him down next segment via Zoom. On the back end of that, I've got one open segment. So you want to hit me up with an ATP? Also, hit me up on the phones, toll-free, 1-800-636-8686. You know to find me on the X at Jim Rome, and you can still email me at rome at haveatake.com. We are live in Vegas. We will be here the entire week. Do not go anywhere. It is O Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts, where you can get two, three, four, or even five times O Rewards Points on select purchases. Those bonus points can help you get to your next reward even faster. You will receive a $5 reward for every 150 O Rewards Points earned. Use your reward on your next purchase. Shop and earn points to get rewarded. If you're not an O Rewards member yet, signing up is quick, and it's easy online or in-store at O'Reilly Auto Parts. You're listening to the Jim Rome. So a quick reminder for you, I'm Jim Rome. Live in Las Vegas with Wendy's Breakfast two for three dollar Biggie Bundles. You can choose the pair you want, limited time only, during breakfast hours, U.S. price and participation may vary. Not valid in a combo single item at a regular price. 
All right, then. Welcome back. I am live. I'm on the Strip. We will be here the entire week. Let me change up on you right now. We are joined right now via Zoom. He's not here, but we are lucky to have him via Zoom. He's the head football coach at USC. Lincoln Riley has gone 19-8 and in his two seasons with the Trojans. He won the Holiday Bowl in December. He previously, of course, was the head coach at Oklahoma. He won four straight Big 12 championships. He has coached three Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks. He has made three college football playoff appearances. He joins us right now via Zoom. Lincoln, it is awesome to talk to you, man. How you doing? Hey, doing well, Jim. Thanks for having me on. Hey, listen, the reason I say it's awesome to talk to you because the original plan was for you to get on a plane and come here to Vegas, but I know the weather in L.A. made that impossible. I mean, help me out. I'm not there right now. How bad is it? Can you set the scene for America? What's it like in L.A. right now? It's very uh, un-LA-like, let's put it that way right now. Whatever this atmospheric uh, river is, we're, uh, we're dealing with it. So, yeah, heavy rains. Um, feels like we're up in the Pacific Northwest right now. All right, so it's good to have you here. I appreciate that. Listen, you're two years into your tenure at USC. Recent months, the school has hired a new AD. You've transformed the defensive coaching staff. You're getting ready to join the Big Ten this fall. In short, do you feel like you've hit sort of a reset button on the program? How would you describe the way things are right now? Well, it's exciting, you know. We've we've uh, we feel like we've gotten this thing off the ground here in the first first couple of years. We've been in some, we put ourselves in some really cool positions. We year one, we probably won a few more than maybe that we should have, uh, maybe overachieved in some ways. Uh, the second year had our, had our certainly had our opportunities. Lost, lost a couple close games there in the middle of the season that that uh, we feel like we should have should have been able to win and missed out on some opportunities there. But from a big picture standpoint. There's no question that we're on our way and, and very excited about the new hires defensively, uh, bringing Danton Lynn in um, with the, with the really a cast of, of defensive assistants that I thought were some of the best coaches in football period. And to be able to, to get that group together here uh, to help us continue our journey uh, towards where we expect to be is, is really special. So now yeah, it's been uh, it's been a great first two years, but in a lot of ways, um, feel like we're just getting started and, and there's some great things ahead. We were talking to USC football coach Lincoln Riley. So stay with the defense for a minute. You got yourself a new D coordinator. And in fact, you get him from UCLA. Before coaching at Westwood, he spent nine years in the NFL as an assistant coach. What was it about his coaching philosophy and background that made you decide to bring him in to run your defense? Well, I think, you know, coming from that Baltimore Ravens tree of guys that have all been so successful defensively was, was definitely a plus. And then seeing the job that he did at UCLA last year, I mean, he you know inherited a defense that, that wasn't very good the year before and I thought really transformed those guys. Um, I thought they played at a much higher level uh, and, and all the stats would back that up. Uh, I thought it was one of the most impressive coaching turnarounds in college football, uh, regardless of what side of the ball um, last year. And so to be able to add him to our staff was obviously a it was a big deal and just felt like he fit everything uh, that we were looking for um, and certainly is well equipped to come turn this thing around. Lincoln Riley joining us and that new defensive staff, that new look, that's not the only major change next year. As an example, it's going to be the first time since his freshman year in 2021 when you were at Oklahoma that you won't be coaching Caleb Williams, who's headed to the NFL. What will you take away from your time of coaching him and where would you slot him among the most gifted players you've mentored? Yeah, a lot of takeaways. I think to, to be able to coach a player of that caliber, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's also a big responsibility and, you know, proud of the, the work that we did together, proud of, of his improvement uh, both on and off the field as he's grown up a lot and is certainly ready for this next opportunity. Um, 
Yeah, from a talent standpoint, he's as talented as anybody that I've ever coached. Uh, he's he's got really everything physically that you could want, and he's starting to back that up now with getting some real experience with a lot of those reps and being in those different game situations, different locker rooms, all the different challenges that come your way. Uh, that's starting to to add up, and the kid's getting better and better. And, and the fun thing for him is he's still got a long ways to go, which is pretty exciting for for whichever franchise is fortunate enough to get him. We are talking to Lincoln Riley. Lincoln, before I ask you about the move to the Big Ten, I want to ask you about one of my favorite guys, Baker Mayfield. He was named the offensive MVP of that reimagined Pro Bowl. I know it's only flag football, but it seems kind of fitting, right, given the kind of year he's had. He threw for over 4,000 yards, 28 touchdowns, both career highs. He led the Bucks to the playoffs. How gratifying was it for you personally to see him play as well as he did? And then what's it say about this guy that he just continues to show up and show out when everybody's trying to throw dirt on him? Man, I'm I'm so proud of him. Uh, he's, you know, he's, he's healthy. He got in a great situation, which, you know, he really hadn't been in a great situation in the league other than maybe the the few games that he spent with with Coach McVay uh, here in Los Angeles, and and, it, and the guy really took off. And uh, so it's 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 exciting to see. I think he's grown up a lot. I think he's really matured as a player. He's always had the fire and the competitiveness at such an elite level. Uh, the ability to inspire people uh, within that locker room and within an organization. It's just a gift that the guys always had. And so, yeah, to see it come full circle, to see him being in a place, I know that he's very, very happy. Uh, He's really enjoyed the Buccaneers organization, really enjoyed living in Tampa. uh, And it looks like he's found, you know, maybe a permanent home there, which is, which is so cool. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's just great to see, man. It's your your road to the top. A lot of times, is jagged and can take you know different different twists and turns. And his is a great example. But he stuck with it. He's continued to battle. And man, is he in a great situation right now? I'll tell you what. I'm I'm fired up. The year is fired up about his success. I've always loved the guy, and he just he's got so much heart. He's got so much grit, and he just continues to battle and he continues to fight. And he's made the most of this opportunity. I think it's a great great story. Now, before I let you go, it's a very exciting time for USC. In fact for all sports as you get ready to make that move to the Big Ten. Your first Big Ten matchup in conference is against the defending champs, Michigan. How has the impending move to the Big Ten impacted recruiting and other aspects of your program? I think it's just brought even more energy to it. I think there was already a lot of excitement and and then you add this into the mix and all the great matchups it's going to create. I I just, you can feel it. And I think people are really anticipating all these different matchups, anticipating the opportunities that it's going to create. UFC's always had a national brand, but certainly getting into the Midwest a little bit more from a recruiting perspective has been great. And and we're looking forward to it. I mean, you think all this excitement and we haven't even played a game in it yet. So when these these epic matchups start happening week in and week out, I think it's going to be that much better. And and, uh, so, yeah, never been a better time to be a part of it. It's going to be really intriguing. So why don't you leave me with this thought in terms of matchups. When you look at Brock Purdy, you actually saw him in college. You saw him at Iowa State in 2019 when you were with Oklahoma. You saw the kind of damage that he could do. When you saw him play at that level, did you think that if he ever got an opportunity in the NFL that he would have the kind of impact that he's had? Yeah, well, I got to coach against Brock, I think, four times. Mm. And uh, he was always a tremendous competitor. Um, we always, we had some great battles with them uh, at Iowa State through the years. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I, could I have predicted that he was going to be, you know, starting in the Super Bowl this early? I, I don't know that I honestly would have said that, but I don't know that you'd say that about any young quarterback. Uh, I always had a lot of respect for him as a competitor, as a player. Uh, thought he was very difficult to prepare for, very difficult to play against. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's just gotten in a he's he's gotten in a great situation, but he's made it happen. I mean, that guy's making plays. He's playing really well. You know, he's with a great coach, obviously, there in Kyle. And uh, it's, just, it's been fun to see them put it together. But he's uh, he's a tremendous player, man. I've, I've seen some people say, well, he's just a product of the, 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 a really good staff or other good players around him. But he's way more than that, man. This guy's a baller. Um, he deserves to be there. It'll be fun to watch him play this Sunday. So last night, I'm sure you'd say the exact same thing about Jalen Hurts. He's a baller. He's a leader. Kind of hard to imagine how that thing just fell apart for the Eagles. Do you keep tabs on him personally? Have you spoken to him? Any sense of where he's at mentally right now? Yeah, for sure. No, we, we talk a lot. Um, so we got a great relationship with him. Yeah, it, the end of the year was tough for him, but that's just the kind of competitor and leader that he is. And I can promise you this. There's not many other people that, you know, given – uh, the way the, se- the season finished for those guys, there's not any other pe- person that you would want leading you out of that than, than a guy like Jalen. I mean, he's just he's made up of the right things. Um, he's the right type of competitor. He's the right type of leader. Uh, he's got just so much character and so much drive that uh, he'll he'll make the adjustments that he's got to make. I know they're obviously making a few adjustments within that organization, um, and I wouldn't be surprised at all to see them right back towards the top here at this time next year. I appreciate your thoughts on him. I appreciate all the ground we covered, Lincoln. Was really looking forward to seeing you here on set. I understand why you're not, but, man, great to have you on Zoom. Thanks for making time for that. Appreciate the conversation, and good luck. Great to get caught up. Anytime, Jim. Thanks so much for having me on. Yes, sir. Lincoln Riley, head football coach at USC, joining us via Zoom. We'll take that. I want to remind you, for the ones who get it done, Granger is offering supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call or click Granger.com or stop on by. If you're watching on CBS Sports Network, I have to say, I, I'm not saying this because this is where we are and because this is this week, but I don't know that I've ever had the reaction that we're getting to the set on the strip. It's that good. It's that amazing. It's raining, it's a little chilly, and it's freaking awesome. Everything is good about this. And you clone, even you clones, even the most jaded, skeptical, negative clones are coming up in here and saying, Yo, Rome, yo, Rome, aside from your all black look, Robert Goulet, your set looks amazing. Right? Hey, man, you got to play the hand you're dealt. I look the way I look, and I can't do much about that. But the set, yo, the set is absolutely incredible. In case you missed it, we are right outside the Bellagio. The fountain's been going up throughout the entire day. It's still raining, but it's temperate. It's nice. It's better here in Vegas than it is in L.A. I know that. So we're going to have a really, really good week. What I've got for the rest of today's program, one more segment. In that segment, I'm looking for your ATPs. If you've got something you want to ask me, hit me up right now. You can ask me anything you want. We'll hit the ATPs. Also, get on the phones. I've got one last segment, so I want to touch base with you clones. Sometimes when I'm out here and I'm not directly connected to your clones, I kind of want to know what's up. So call me up, 1-800-636-8686. If you don't feel like getting on the phones... Get me on the X at Jim Rome, and you can email me to Rome, R-O-M-E, at habitake.com. What I'm saying to you is I don't want to broadcast from a vacuum. Clones, get up in here in this last segment. I want to hear from you. Step your game up. We've got four more full days like this from this very set. Every single day gets better and better. But as Mondays go, this is about as good as we could ever 
appreciate it. They know how to put on a show, and I think we put on a pretty good day one show. It's been a really good day one. The scene and the set are amazing. You know what's great, though? How happy. I, you and I were a little bit concerned that maybe in the rain, not everybody, guest-wise, would be very happy to be here. Some might even drop off. Actually, the opposite was the case, wasn't it? That's right. Every single person who showed up here just showed up fired up at the set. Uh, and the backdrop and just to be here. They're always happy to come hang out with us on Radio Row, but seeming, uh, seemingly even more here at the Bellagio. So I think that was a concern. That was not a legitimate concern. Hopefully the rest of the week continues like that, but I think so. I think there's an unmistakable wow factor walking up to this set. Uh, we'll see it We'll see it from everybody there's this There's a gigantic wow factor, but I will tell you this. I mean, for what it's worth, almost everybody that I've asked for a prediction Literally, everybody so far today is going Chiefs. That's a sure sign. Whenever everybody is going one way, you have to go the other way, except every once in a while, they are right. Yeah, that's a Carl Lewis. That's an uh uh-oh. Except that, yeah, you and I are also in the same boat, I think. The cops are looking for you, dude. The cops are looking for you. They're going the wrong way. First it was Titanic theme song coming over, and now it's the... uh, Now it's the 5-0. It's a good, solid day. All right, so nice job. Keep it up. Four more to go. We're not quite to the end of this one yet. How about some ATPs? We do that every single Monday. You get to check in with me and ask me anything you want. In the meantime, once again, hit me up on the phones. This is the best time to call because, one, it's going to get even busier than today as we go along. Number two, for the right phone call, there is no waiting. You can get on right now, 1-800-636-8686. Don't mind me. I want to take a look back and check out the view. It's absolutely insane. One of my favorite, favorite sets ever. All right, let's get some ATPs in here quickly. Carl and Prescott, a.k.a. 143C1. Which is bigger, the Bellagio Fountains or Big Head's massive forehead? Hashtag ATP. Honestly, dude, I've never run a tape measure around either. But if you're going to push me for an answer... I'm going to say the big head's forehead. Nothing is bigger than that. Why do you think they can land a fighter jet on that guy's head? Mr. Rome, are you a poker, blackjack, roulette, or slots guy? Respectfully, Edward Morano. Geoff and Lincoln. Think about that, Geoff, is that probably is something he would ask me. I mean, I hate to say this. This is not the glamorous view at all. Let me say about my morning. And I'm not doing this for any kind of run. I don't want any attaboys. I'm just saying it's not what you think, all right? It's not what you think. I set the alarm. I'm staying on West Coast time. I set the alarm for 4 a.m. I rolled out, did my prep, got some grub, came over here, got some man cake, because you know I need that. And then I'll go back to the hotel, knock out some cardio, and start the prep. I can tell you right now, I will not make a single bet until the weekend. I'm not going to sit at one table. I'm not going to make a single bet. I just won't. That's not the way this thing's set up. I will tell you this. I've already smashed my Super Bowl bet. I made that bet before I got here. Already smashed that. Generally, though, if you're asking me where I spend my time in the casino, blackjack, blackjack, serious or not, G off, I'm a blackjack guy. Back in the day, DJ used to be all about roulette. Well, she still is, actually. DJ used to play craps. I don't deviate much. I'll just play blackjack. So if you see me at a table, that'll be my deal. Not a slots guy, not a roulette guy, not a poker guy either, and not a craps guy. Hey, Jim, you have been on a lot of TV sets and stages. Where does this CBS Vegas sports set rank? War KC winning by 11 again. JJ. JJ in KC. 
All right, so I'm on CBS Sports Network right now, right? I've worked for CBS for over a decade. I worked for ESPN for over a decade. I worked for Fox for over a decade. I've been on all the sets. I've been to all the Super Bowls. I say this not because we are here right now, and we had a lot of great sets over the years. This is my favorite set. This is my favorite set for a number of reasons. Number one, I got my best crew. I've got the same crew that I've had for the past three years. So we know each other. I know what they're about. They know what we're about. That's a a sense of comfort and familiarity. And number two, uh, hello, can you look behind me? Can you check this out? This is far and away the best set I have ever been on for Super Bowl. Now, normally for Radio Row, we have great, great sets indoors. But how do you beat this, man? You got the ambient sound. You've got the sirens going. You've got the fountains behind me. We're on the strip in Vegas. It's incredible. It's raining. It doesn't matter. This is absolutely one of one. This is the best set ever. Why do you think I sound so hyped? I mean, I generally am this week, but this is why I'm so hyped. Because the venue is amazing. By the way, the game is amazing. Keep in mind, everybody I've talked to on the air and off the air since I got here yesterday is picking KC. That could change, but that's what I'm getting so far. This ATP. Hi, Jim. Will James Kelly give us advice on whether or not Travis Kelsey proposes to Taylor Swift after the Super Bowl? Thanks. Bella B in Calgary. Bella, I don't know. I don't know. I, I never know. Here's the thing about James Kelly. I ask him things, and then he just goes rogue. Essentially, the guy does whatever the hell he wants. So I would ask him, but it'd be a waste of time. He'd give me an answer and then do the opposite. So I just don't ask anymore. I just let the big head do what he does. Namely, butcher the English language, wash cars, wash dogs in his car wash, and then just wait to see what he says when he shows up. I really don't know. Brian C. in SP asks, Jim, any plans on going to see you two in this sphere while in Vegas? Hashtag ATP. Man, that's where I should be. If there's a reason to bust out, that is the reason that I would bust out for. So far right now, there is no plan. But if you talk to my 18-year-old, they're famous for this, Logan Rome, a.k.a. Rogan Loam. I spent the last two years of my life hearing my teenage son say, there it is, if you're watching on CBS Sports Network, for the last two years of my life, our teenage son has said every single day, and I mean 365 days a year, every single day, quote, plans change. Plans change. Hey, Logs, what's up? I thought you were going out with your boys. Plans change. Hey, Logs, thought you were going out with your girlfriend. Plans change. Hey, Logs, I thought that when I sent you to college, you would call me more than once every two months. Plans change. Right now, the plan is not to go, but plans change. You never know. I've got a few invites to a few parties. Generally, I've told you this. The only reason I don't come back with these wild, wild stories is I try to lay low to get the work done to protect my pipes. Got to protect my voice. Believe me, if I go out and I hit a party, you will know the next day. You will know. Not only by looking at me, but by listening to me. So that's why I try and stay low. But maybe for that. Maybe for that. What else do we have here? John in New York. Nothing like hearing the Titanic theme song in the background during a great interview. Brad in Corona and Mark in Hollywood should find another venue to profess their love for each other. Yo, dude, is that the John in New York? It is. Wow, John. Who else would send a tweet like that? That's a good point, right? Well said. 
Checking out a few more things. Rome, you sound so fired up. Did you get a triple shot from Starbucks this morning, or is this all adrenaline? That decade you had to start the show is on point. Have fun, brother. Justin in Arkansas. Yo, dude, that was straight adrenaline. That was not Starbucks. I did not hit a Starbucks this morning. That was straight adrenaline. I got out here. I saw the set. I saw my crew. Straight adrenaline. Hitman Canadian. So, if this show sucks today, you can blame it on the rain. Millie Vanilli. A Canadian hitman. Two things. This show did not suck today. And if it did suck today, I wouldn't blame it on Millie Vanilli. I'd blame it on you, bro. I'd blame it on you for even asking. SA Sports Honk. Rome. Tracy looked like an undercover Karen calling the Las Vegas police because someone is screwing around in the Bellagio fountain. War Lady Clones. At PHX underscore Nola Girl. You can't even imagine. She's still here. She's still here. Hi. Tracy has checked out the entire three hours from the sidewalk. And she knew where we were before I knew where we were. That's, excuse me, that is commitment right there. That is commitment. Thanks, Alvy. I'm back. It's known as Talk Back. <laughs> we're back. Uh, and not only that, not only is she still there. Not only did she call me and get on the air. Thanks, Alvy. Not only is she still on the sidewalk, not only did she call me from the sidewalk, she has also hit me up on the X from the sidewalk. Quote, okay, Jim, this is getting out of control. First, the crew was being sent out to buy ponchos and umbrellas. Now they're coming back with squeegees and garden hoses. Trace, you got to understand. The crew and CBS and the folks I work with do everything in their power to make sure that everybody has what they need in order to execute. This is not unusual. Gary Clausen is in. Jimmy, how is that fishing in that pond behind you? Regards your Wisconsin friends. I don't know, yo. Tell me, are there fish in that pond? I don't think there's life in that pond. Is there anything in that pond? Amazing fountains, but no, no aquatic know, dude, life. I think I see trout. Yeah, no, I, I think I see cat, mate. No, 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 I, I don't know, Gary. I, I'm not going to drop a line in that fountain. The one thing we I'm not going to mess right? with. No, we don't see cat, mate. We don't see trout. We don't see perch. We don't see anything. We see water. We see water. We see fountains. No sharks. Alvy. Hey, Alvin, thanks for doing a little bit of work. Thanks for showing up, Alvin. Way to use that sound library, Alvin. And not leave us out here. Mark in Hollywood is in at Jim Rome. When you walk into your room tonight, make sure that Tracy is not hiding in the corner. Oh, dude. Totally, totally uncool. Mm. Totally trash. Totally uncool. Mm. I've known Tracy a long time. Her and her man would make the trip from Phoenix to watch Jim Roman Showtime on Showtime. She will not be in the room. I'm not worried about that. Here's one. This guy sounds pretty smart. Mike and Jax, ATP. How will you get to the Bunny Ranch? Uber or Alvi? Dude, dude, no. Bro, no, no. Alvi is not here. 
and I'm not going to the Bunny Ranch. Rather presumptive, don't you think, dude? Come on, man. Do better. I, I know you can't, Mike, but do better. That's a wrap. Huge call today brought to you by Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger is offering supplies and solutions for every single industry as well as access to product experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call or click Granger.com or stop on by. That is day number one. That's a wrap. I want to thank the entire crew. Great job, guys. Always good to see you. My XR4TI crew split right down the middle. Some are here. Some are back in Costa Mesa. Have a great day. See you tomorrow. We're out.